Welcome to Lovecraft Country Podcast by Bleed TV. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And tonight is episode seven. The title was, what was it, bro? I am... I am null. There we go. We got the nice little pause, dot, dot, dot in there, hitting it perfectly. I would have liked a little more emphasis on the null, but take what I can get. So I feel like I am null right now after watching this episode. (sighs) Uh, (laughs) I am not smart enough to understand what they wanted to do on this episode i feel like there is a ton that we're supposed to catch or supposed to see or see the the i am the civil rights movement i understand that part right i am a man you know i mean it was massive sign they were carrying around you know it's it was huge for the civil rights movement. But where this episode went, I, I'm i at a loss, man. Yeah. I mean, I I, I can kind of get what they were trying to convey with Hippolyta, but whew, right over my head, man. Like I, A lot of the episode. And over. I just, oh, man. I, I feel like an asshole, but I, I, I don't get it. I, I really didn't get it. You know, like last week we talked about the episode and one of the things about last week that I thought was a downer was is that it wasn't like in play with the rest of the series so far. And I felt like, okay, so I tried to be positive about it, you know, and say, okay, what they're going to show us, what they're going to do here, it's going to have relevance moving into the next episode or it's going to have some benefit moving into that. But after watching this week, I mean, like that episode had nothing to do with the this episode. I mean, like, I'm in an even more loss. I mean, like, the first five minutes of this episode, we got tinkering with, you know, I, I guess you would call it, you know, the, we had a name for it, you know, the the planet thing or the star, the, yeah, we I've named already, it. I've already yeah. forgotten what they called it. Anyway, it's got a unique name. We talked about it a couple episodes back, um, you know, and she's messing with it and then, I love the whole she lays on the bed and then she like oh tilt of an axis and all that stuff and I was like you know that makes and like that looked that looked great you know and I was like this is how we're gonna start it and I, I love that uh, I love they opened it up and then it showed the coordinates your know, latitude and longitude thought that was good I pulled up my phone and found out it's you know it's a very specific Troy Kansas and, and we Kansas. immediately were like well our longitude and latitude are wrong because there is nothing in Kansas so <laughs> exactly. there is no way and then you it's see like, her actually put the atlas and it shows a line going to the middle of Kansas yeah. <laughs> no. I was uh, like alright all right. <laughs> thank you Google Map you know? <laughs> did not see that one coming so I was I was cool with that you know and then um, I, I liked all that uh, I was good I mean, I love that uh, Tick ended up walking in on his dad, and you know, basically it showed what they had feared for. So we got background there, and well, I mean, not only that, but just like the pure rage. Because I'm trying to at first, I'm like, why would you be so upset? And then I thought about, it, I was like, what would I do if I just walked in and just realized my dad was gay, and it was well, just say so he like, never told you and like kept a secret, and you had a lot of those beatings, and you're trying to decide, well. Did you love me, or was it just because you were angry at life and you had no other way to put that rage, besides, I guess, into me? Yeah. Right. And then it was like, did you love my mom? Like, 
Am I? Because I, I mean, Montrose is still adamant. It's like, you are my son. Like, there is no doubt about that. But we already know with George, there's a possibility that he isn't. And so, I mean, there's a lot of questions that are still going to come through this. Right. And that's something they've consistently hit on this show mm-hmm. is, is that, you know, there's that question, but they've given you tidbits of this possibility, this possibility, that. And now and we're it, finding out a lot of the history is coming from his mom's side. A lot correct. of the magic and all of that is coming from his mom's side. Absolutely correct. So, like I said, the beginning of the episode, first five, 10, 15 minutes, whatever you want to call it, we got stuff that was a part of the series like we have been, you know, from from the beginning. You know what I mean? We got original characters like that. Uh, it was good to see George back. All those things come into play. You know, and then there was even a little part where Ruby, we got the culmination on the whole. Ruby goes down there and talks uh, Christina and we get the, what we were talking about, what a couple episodes back of, we want to find out the background story of why we have the body of William. Why is that the way they being mm-hmm. used and why we're using the, you know, the old caretaker, the girl with the dogs. And you realize that their, their bodies are just being used as to produce the blood or the serum for the spells they're doing to be able to make them look like that. And so that was great to have that in there. I'm a little curious on how the jailer with the dogs did die though, because she was alive the last time we saw her. Well, she got knocked on them stairs and was bleeding a little bit, but I, I didn't. I didn't see a fatal death, you know. But like here nor there. Um, but like, but like you said earlier, man. Once we went into the, once we went to this Troy, Kansas, and got into this observatory, um, you know, like well, I mean, I even loved, before we got to Kansas, on the drive over there, we have the lady pull up beside her on the motorcycle. Have no idea the suit significance of it but i have a feeling that this character is going to come back into play like, i almost feel like it represents something we just don't understand or don't recognize i think it somewhat represented freedom you know like, the freedom of the open air and the ride I mean, just riding and, a motorcycle a lot of people like yeah. that is freedom at its core exactly and and maybe that was just a representation or maybe it comes back later on right as something i man at first, I thought it was going to be Hippolyta yeah, on a motorcycle pulling up next to herself. I thought the same thing. I was like, is that her? I was like, no, no, it's not her. Um, I don't know. Like When I first saw it, I was like, you know, like, think about classic biker stuff when you think of, you know, back in the day. And I think of like, you know, Easy Rider. You know, that's that classic motorcycle or classic situation. Like, I wonder, I was thinking of this person in this on this motorcycle. And I was like, I wonder if this is somebody who's iconic that we just don't recognize. You know, or does it some or, or something similar? I just don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's what it is, but that's the first line with my mind is. I, I think it was to show what Hippolyta thought her life would be. She's a super smart, super curious woman who wants to be free to explore. Right. And that was like somewhat represented a, in this person that went by. Just you know. Yeah, letting it all hang loose and and enjoying the freedom and stuff like that makes total sense to me. So that yeah. that makes a little sense to me. Um, now maybe that's maybe I'm wrong. Like I said, most of this episode likely went completely over my head, but uh, that's the only thing I can gather from it. I agree. Um, so what do y'all think about the idea that Ruby uh, they set up the whole scene so Ruby could tell you know Letty that she might be pregnant? What do y'all think about that? Well, her dream first tells us she grabs her stomach, and that's where the fire starts. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, not only grabs it, I mean, clearly pregnant as she's running throughout this entire thing in yeah. the dream. So, 
And do you think that's the reason she's able to have a matching dream? It's because now she has a part of tick in her. I wouldn't think so. I don't know. I, mean, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm just trying to put. Thing trying is, to, 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 one, to, once magic is introduced, it's like it could just <laughs> it could just be yeah. Run the eh, gamut. It's magic, you know. He sneezed on me, and now I'm able to have, to have the same abilities. You know, it's like COVID. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just it looks like that's going to be a big point. Um, again, you know, like you said, magic. Who <laughs> who who knows? Um, but I mean, like, again, so I don't want to miss anything in the front end of like that, but going back to where we're at the observatory, uh, she gets there, the key, she puts it into this machine. Um, so what did y'all think about the machine itself? What I mean? Like it seemed, uh, very, it was very, like it was just the, the the circle dials in the front of it looked very precision, um, and then it had the the clicking not clicking you know the flapping numbers on the mm-hmm. side. I thought that was very cool, very very time representative. Um, but dare I say that I would expect this machine to parts of it looked modern for that time, but some parts looked semi ancient. Does that make sense? Yeah. I have no time this thing was built or trying to convey to us is part of the problem. I would I would call it kind of steampunky. Yeah, exactly. Where it's same thing. Think Wild Wild West where it's like that's what they were doing. It's all this stuff that's clearly beyond technologically set, but it's like they try to make it somewhat realistic mm-hmm. based on the fact of the technology they have in the time. You know what I mean? So I guess my deal was is that when I when I looked at that 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 star piece or that time machine piece that gave her the key right and so on, everything about that piece screamed something magical beyond you know what I mean like mm-hmm. you could see that being something that was you know not created here or of a, 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 a different higher intelligence whatever you want to call I mean, it. I mean, it's so well put together, exactly. smooth, like and like it, it didn't have writing on it. It didn't have anything. There were symbols that matched different things, and you know, like like you said, of a different world and exactly, of magic. Exactly, and so you're it like just was seamless through it. Whereas this looked like it but was then when built you, when it opened the lid and it had just regular English, you know. With a saying, and then a series of uh, with a latitude and longitude, I, I was almost disappointed. Like it, the inside of the lid with the key didn't match what the how amazing the outside of the piece looked. Does uh, that's just my opinion? You know, I, I I don't know. Like all that to open it up for a key. Uh, so it went from magic to human, it, which it, is it a very really, really fast. And not only that. You know, like it, it like it lost its luster of its, like you said, it went from beyond normal reality, which made it so cool and so amazing, like that, to oh, a guy who is a time maker, you know, a, a great timepiece made it or something. You know what I mean? Like it, it brought it back down, yeah, a little bit. And so, like when so when she goes to the observatory and she looks at this machine that I guess opens the portal or whatever, and. And I'm looking at it, like you just said, which was a great description, was steampunky. And I was sitting there going, the original piece brought us to this piece, which looks even less intricate or modified or however you want to say it in comparison to it. 
And so I don't know. I, I thought it was unique. I thought the centerpiece that had the circle dials that she was spinning all that stuff, I think that was on point. But everything else, it's like it, it looks like they struggled with the idea of how do you make it look like it's advanced technology for something in 1950. That's a good point. Or even before yeah. that because this is built before. Right. So I don't I, know. I'm, I, I'm not harping on it. I'm just saying like I just thought it was an interesting detail because that original piece that she left in the bedroom let's on just, the floor. Let's just say that I feel like they struggled with a lot of the way things looked this episode. <laughs> the practical effects, I guess, we'll, we'll try to save for what they were trying to do. Which ones are you talking about? Well, I mean, even just the machine that we've just been talking about for the last five minutes. Like, exactly. Like, the more I'm in mid- envisioning this thing again it's like you have seven different eras and like 12 different people where it's like no no we need these big buttons then we need these flaps we need yeah. the cool kind of ancient egyptian turn dials that remind me a lot of like video games or laura croft stargate yeah something. yeah it's like I, just, I, I, it was almost like there was too many cooks I, in the kitchen when it came to some of this yeah i'm distracted by the weirdness of the rest of the episode yeah. to think much about anything else. And then, I, I mean, agree. I mean, we might as well just get into it. I mean, so the, two, again, the two police because, officers come in. They go to arrest her. Uh, well, I mean, not necessarily arrest her. They're just how did to you get it. this machine started? Okay, well, right. What do you call it? She showed like that. Yeah, I mean, there's still just so many questions of how did she just walk in? If you have two police officers patrolling this thing, there should be locked doors aplenty. Well, and it's two cops, and one of them says, thanks for yeah. keeping an eye on the place for me. Yeah. Which makes me think that that cop is attached to the one back in Chicago. Maybe. You know Gotta what I mean? Be. Or lodges, the police departments or right. whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, yeah. that makes perfect sense. Yeah. But I mean, it's still just like no one notices Woody. Just I'm, I'm assuming parked right up to the door. No, it showed her parked way away from it. You know, I remember she got out of the vehicle and then walked away at the big moon. You know, that starlight, you know, the huge moon on The only thing that was missing was her werewolf appearance. I mean, um, <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I didn't recognize that we parked that far away. Well, she and parked walked. and got out and, and saw. Yeah. Right. And then I assume she just drove up right to the front because walking. That's like a seven-mile hike. <laughs> like, I mean, from where we saw that view, yeah, we, well, I mean, I guess that's a weird thing to harp on, but I mean, it's yeah. just like... But even before that, Atticus is talking to... Um, this is Mother's cousin? Is that right? Another I believe person so. survived it? Cousin's friend from church. Okay. Um, and mm. the only thing she has um, is an old photo album where Atticus is able to see a picture of his mother who has a unique birthmark on her arm, which is right above the elbow. And Atticus realizes he has the same birthmark on his back shoulder blade. I don't think this is his mother. I believe this is his cousin. Yeah. His mother's cousin. Because okay. she asked if she had seen a photo and she pointed at that person yeah. with the birthmark. You ever seen a picture of your cousin Edith is what she said? Oh, okay. Um, I thought it was his mother. I'm sorry. Which also, like, I don't know if I have any birthmarks. I don't know. I don't know if everyone has a birthmark or not, but like had I had one like on my back shoulder, I'm not sure I would even know that that thing was there to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> like, bravo to him knowing that he's got one and right there because I'd be like, oh, I recognize that thing. Uh, it was a very unique shape birthmark. It wasn't like it was, you know, I mean, easily definable, I guess you'd yeah. say. But, I mean, like, 
there you go. You know, uh, again, it's again, something. It's a it's a it's a breadcrumb to something for the future. You know, and then we get the phone call Correct. from Letty, who's letting us know that Hippolyta just left this magical timepiece right next to the bed on the floor. I don't know about y'all, but I try to at least hide it. Or I, you know. If that was if that had the coordinates on it and it gave you the key, I almost think that I would want to bring it with me. That's a big piece. Like you weren't gonna hide it. She well, didn't want anyone it, to know it, about it. Shut the top yeah. so nobody else knows. Push it into your closet or your bathroom at least or something. Like yeah. especially turn if you know it people off. are gonna be staying at your house. Like I don't know. I, it was just to show Ruby overhearing Letty on yeah, the phone. Hundred percent. Because all it I was. mean and yeah, Ruby a, is set up. Uh, secret spy, I guess. Kind of, I guess so. Because she knows everything. Letty has no idea that she knows everything. And is trying to piece it all and get a little bit more information so she can take it back to Christina. Yeah. And this is going to cause a few huge split between their relationship that's kind of getting repaired again. So I have no idea where that's going to end know. up leading. Don't know. Yeah. But I mean, Atticus gets this call and realizes that they have the coordinates and he needs to get to Kansas. My only problem is he took a bus to get from Chicago to St. Louis. I have no idea how far it is. We probably should have looked it up. Troy, Kansas from St. Louis, but it's going to be a nice drive. Well, they took a minute, though, to show you how long Hippolyta worked on the equations and figuring out. It's you still know, night and night. I agree. I'm not saying it makes total sense. I'm just saying there's all kinds of like coincidences. Yeah. You know, that he shows up on time right as two cops show up the same night she's going up there and stuff. You know, whatever. Um, but then we get the huge, he saves her and everything. We do good. Get the first one, throw him in a time vortex, get rid of him. Immediately <laughs> throw the second one in there. Like, yeah, biggest, biggest I was rule, rule of thumb. Get rid of the body. No body, no crime. You're good. Yeah. Like, Get rid of the body. A little bit of blood, but you explain that away. Well, they're not <laughs> DNA testing that. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you cut yourself like, oh, yeah, I cut myself right here. You know, sorry, guys. You don't have to explain it. If those two are gone, no one's coming. Well, I mean, by the time he gets out of the vortex, police are coming. We hear sirens and everything. Yeah, because of gunfire. Yeah, yeah, I guess they're coming. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, so I mean, like, you're so going to have to explain. Right. But I mean, right. you cut yourself. You're just like, oh, yeah. Uh, I cut myself trying to turn on this giant machine that I had no idea what it was. Yeah. I don't and, know. Man, just get rid of the body. Like That, that was my biggest complaint <laughs> with it. Well, of course, they come out and they pull up and there's a cop car outside. And it's like, where's the cops? You know? Who knows? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you have a better chance of explaining it away without the bodies. You tell you're... me. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I'm just over here bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> I need medical attention. <laughs> Medic. Medic. Yeah. Um, okay. And then, so now we're <laughs> on. <laughs> I don't even know how to get into this. Now we're on this foreign planet that. You, well, I mean, I don't know if it's a planet. Like by the end of the episode, we uh, realize it's uh, it's a complete it, different. It's would you say godlike? I guess being is that the best way to phrase it? Like, I, I kind of want to go to future. I'm, I'm gonna be totally honest. I I don't know how to talk about this. Like to me, it's like Futurama, where you have God as like the galaxy and everything, and 
I'm just saying the whole thing. I, I, yeah, I, I got nothing. The initial one where she goes dancing. Mm-hmm. Well, first, we start off on like a moon-like structure that has clear crystals everywhere. Two robot or Two, centuries whatever, walk up. Droid-looking things. Then she gets into this futuristic room to She's where... she things put in her wrist. And, and the three, uh, the latitude, longitude, I can only... Or, I mean, I guess it's the three things on it. The massive velocity, the radius, and I, I don't remember the middle one, but I'm assuming that's what it was instead of latitude and longitude because there's three. I can't care, though. That's my problem. Well, I think the three of them were representing a point in time. So but, I mean, they like kept the, changing. Well, well I'm saying, saying, like, time kept moving. Yeah. So, her pinpoint location and another number talking about the time is basically what it was. So, instead of a, a flat map for latitude and longitude telling where you are, this is giving you a three-dimensional map of latitude longitude and the time that you're in that point. That's but, what I guessed. But here's my thing. These aren't times. They're not. No, because no. they're all memories, of, or not even necessarily they're memories. They're not even that. It's just like virtual reality. You can't tell me that anyone else that went into it experienced the same thing Hippolyta experienced. No. Right. You're right. That was dedicated to her. To her mind. Right. You know, she goes in and discovers why she's so angry. That's all I got. Right. I mean, that's well, pretty it's a, solid. It's a, a self discovery. That's she, what it is. She takes. Three locations or three different, I don't know. I mean, I think she only took one because the other ones. No, the other one, they're they're there too. I mean, three experiences, I Mm -hmm. guess you'd say. Well, yeah, she wanted to be a dancer in Paris. She goes to dance in Paris to feel that freedom, I guess, right? So tell me what the second one is. Where she's a warrior. A warrior. That's why I'm saying this is not a time. Right. This was her... She's angry. She realizes she's angry, and she wants to hurt white people. That's what mm-hmm. she says. So what does she actually go to? Warrior, you know. Badass. Badass to... and fights Confederate soldiers. On That's the field. why it's not a time. Right. Correct. I gave you that. There's these droves of odd just Confederate soldiers, soldiers. That she's able to go in, murder, right. and satisfy. And, and be a badass. And... You know, fight back at the man. You know what I'm saying? And then, okay. And then the next one is she wants to go tell George that, you know, you're a loving husband, but you don't realize how much you've been suffocating me and making me small, as she says it. Right. You know, I had all this ambition and you suffocated it. Good word. Mm-hmm. You know, you snuffed it down and down and down. Instead of helping me become brighter and who I thought I should be and could be. You help me just get lower and lower. Right. And, and, and this was a mix, it feels like, of, I mean, the I am stuff is, a, it's a civil rights m- movement, but that part seemed more, and even the part where she's a badass warrior, it was a lot of uh, women's yeah. rights, women's rights stuff, you mm-hmm. know, we're allowed to raise their children. We're free to cook their meals. Cook their meals and all that stuff. You saw this was all female society. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then all the Confederate soldiers were men. And I mean, that's that's a mix. Like being a black woman. Right. I got you. I got you. So, and then it leads to the more not subtle one, which is her talking to George saying, you know, I love you. You're a great husband. 
but you didn't even realize what you were doing to me, you know? And I tried so, to tell you, I hinted at it, and then yeah. th- those are hard things to pick up, regardless yeah. of so anything. Was, so, was, so was the last one where they're both explorers is just her moment to feel that way with him. It's, it's her always wanting to go on the field, the, on the book, on the right. book, and, and writing the articles, and, and him trying to protect her or thinking he's protecting her is making her feel less. Right. So now, yep, they go out. And she's the one running the discovery. You know what I mean? Yep. Leading the way, and being the first one. He's along for the ship. ride. Yep. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that stuff, like the, you know, the thing they're trying to convey, the idea they're trying to convey, is good. It's there. It's prominent. It's front and center. But like- but it's so distracting. <laughs> how the second two look that. It's hard, man. The costumes were not good in the, for everything that we've talked about practical when she's, effects and when she's training to fight, I don't have a problem. I was as like, soon hey, as that helmet comes out. But <laughs> as soon as I see their helmets and they are gold spray painted what looks like macaroni <laughs> noodles, like your child would put on the fridge in kindergarten. Yeah. I was just so distracted by that. We all were. Oh. And I then see. but then it's like you lose the distraction by the badass fight scene. Oh, yeah. You know, they're just chopping these dudes up. Seeing heads his, come off, like clean with that back swing. Oh. Right. But then we get these horrifying Discovery astronaut, <laughs> space explorer. Dare I say, like, it was to cause a visual, like, what? Like, I mean, how by, far can you go to make something look, you know? You, here, the reason I say this, they kept showing that comic book. That she and the There's way it was trying to look like Diana's yeah. comic, exactly. That to me, like, how can you make it look as close to a comic book as a child would draw it? Exactly. So yeah. to me, when I saw that, I was like, "Oh wow!" And then I kept thinking about that comic book that she kept holding through the whole show, and ended up being one of the key points at the end. And so it made sense, but it was a lot to take in. I mean, the way it looked, you know. I mean, like, I get it. It was just a lot. I mean, like, like especially when the aliens come up and it's these things and they just have metal tin can heads with antenna. I was like, <laughs> and they're carrying those crystals. It was a lot, man. And I, I'm, I'm not trying to downplay, but I mean, like, it was so strong in distraction. Well, it, and it and was it, tough, man. It was tough. And, and then, I mean, once, I don't mind. once again, the idea they're trying to convey perfect is great. Just the execution of the it. execution was so weird. <laughs> it I mean, was, you know, it was I, too distracting. And I'm willing to bet there's tons of people who are like, that was so visually stunning. You know, like, I think it's true. It's like art, man. You can look at some people and say, man, that looks it's so, it, it speaks to me. That's so great. Other people looks at it and goes, that looks like freaking toddler piss and throw up on a, on a campus. Yeah. And somebody's paying money for this. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I feel like this is an artistic representation of an interpretation or whatever you want, however you want to call it, this, that, or so on. I'm just saying that all three of us, the second it came on screen, and we saw the ship, and then come out of that ship, all good. three of us look at each other going, and uh, what the fuck? I mean, like, a resounding <laughs> groan. Yeah. yeah like, it mean, just flat for us. It was just, I mean, it'd be one thing if, like, two of us or one of us was dead. But, like, there's four of us in the room, and all four of us are like, 
What in the hell? <laughs> you I mean, know it goes mean? back to the first episode when we were at the war and we have the ships come down and the aliens and the, the puppets on streets. Yeah. yeah, and we we're like, uh oh, we might have been on the wrong show. Yeah, and, and so I mean, they take these risks, and I don't know. Like, I like sh- the risks. I like them taking risk. And most of the risks have paid off. Yes, yes I'll give you that. I'd 100%. say they hit eight out of ten. You know, as far as the big risks go. Um, and at least now, like talking through this, like, I understand it was a risk in what they were trying to do with the comic. So, I mean, that makes it a little bit yeah. better. It just didn't work and it's, for it's us. It's weird. We, I was saying before we started the podcast, I don't know what to say about this shit. I'm yeah. not smart enough. But I feel like I've talked myself through what I think they were trying to do. And I love the ending, which is, once again, another you know female empowerment thing yeah. is like, you can stay here forever. You are now one of us. You don't need to do this. You can be a discoverer. You can be everything you wanted to be. And she's like, man, that's awesome. But I'm going to sacrifice mm-hmm. that because my daughter needs me. Once again, another powerful female trait that's like they sacrifice everything mm-hmm. for their children. I can guarantee well, I can you. A, you can could, you could say a female, but I would say that's a parental trait. You know Maybe. I mean? Like. Me without kids, I'm easily saying deuces, guys. Y'all will never hear from me again. I'm going to be part of this all right. power exactly. universe. But, but the thing is, though, there's I I do feel there's a difference for what a woman who birthed a child is to in comparison to a man. In comparison to a man, so I think there is something different. Well, I mean, just the I'll response was D needs me. Yeah. Okay, so how about the who the godlike person with the enormous hair once again i i, I can only see it going back to its hippolata's like it's her vision her of vision of it yeah her yeah, like, her creativity so that causes this but I, that's what i want that's what i was getting at is like i want to say that I don't feel like if another individual went through the portal or this like that, that they would have a completely different visual of probably the same thing to get to where you, you follow what I'm saying. Well, I mean, even Tix is going to look completely different. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. Like I felt like it was a personal reflection of the person's personality. And this was how it was. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and you can uh, assume it's like, once again, what's she saying? I am. I mean, Mm. massive in the civil rights massive to show your natural hair you know as a black female and stuff like that like you know it's a point of contention still is today oh. you know about showing your how your natural hair looks and how they try to change it for people or for jobs or for school oh, yeah. or for whatever yeah, it kind of like Jackie Brown a little bit you know just yeah well it's just I I, I understand yeah what they were trying to convey but it's like it was so far out there (laughs) (laughs) that they it can miss the message by being distracting let me ask this question and this is something that bothers me and not so much it bothers me but i would love to y'all's opinion do we feel like the show for for a few episodes within it that we focus more on poignant movements or thoughts or things other than story development of the whole of this series does that make sense absolutely but yeah i've never read the book which is now what that's what tick comes out with is a lovecraft country book by george freeman yes Uh, but i'm what i'm i assume the book is about the black experience 
with a sci-fi twist. I don't know. I have no, I have no book knowledge on purpose. Absolutely. You know, you know, I'm so. just completely assuming that that's what it is. So to but not, we, several of our people who have emailed us said that it has nothing to do with the book, or it's a derivative of a part of a book, or that, that Matthew, there is multiple parts, books. Is what yeah, I'm just saying. Like there's on. there are so many emails that we have received that are conflicting from people who have read some several of these books or multiple whatever you want to call it that have said that oh this is not on this well this is part of that you know like that so like it's compare contrast however you want to say it uh never read it so i couldn't tell you um i i just i don't know i don't know like i'm just saying that as a pure television watcher like what i am for this show we have seven episodes five of them are on the same storyline Six and seven have their own storyline that have a relative touch to the original storyline. Well, they're just character background. Pretty much. Or I mean, character well, Last build. episode was 55, yeah. 55 minutes or to an hour of developing a singular character. Well, I mean, a lot of people oh, said they learned. Atticus. That was it. Yeah. I mean, this we got could, a lot of emails and people talking to us about how it developed a lot for Atticus. They didn't think he was going to be that kind of character he couldn't do those kind of monstrous things torture uh just kill people without even thinking but to us like we just thought it was like oh that's a soldier like you're gonna do whatever order they give you or you're gonna be on the receiving end of what you're giving out yeah, but man. i mean for a lot of people they hadn't seen that side of atticus or believed that that side of atticus existed yeah but a lot so, of people still don't understand the terrible things these, that happen in war more. No, you know, hundred percent agree. Or yeah. they just choose to, or well, turn a blind eye. To exactly, it. exactly. To yeah. me, I think Head that's the sand. majority of it. Is oh, I'm sure there was horrible things, but since I didn't see it, didn't feel it, didn't do it. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of both. I mean, like I said, like I ended up learning a lot about the Korean War because there was right. nothing. Like, I talked to people from seventy all the way down to the thirties who hadn't heard, really hadn't even heard about the Korean War, even though they lived through it. Yeah, and, I mean, it's yeah. something that none of us learned about in school. And one of the biggest people about it, Curtis LeMay, who there's plenty of other podcasts and stuff about him, he just wanted to drop bombs all over in Napalm, all over Korea, and just end it right at the start. So, I mean, this is a war that... Good dude. Good dude, yeah. I mean, it's the same dude that orchestrated the dropping of nukes over Japan, so kind of lets you know the kind of person he was. Not nukes. A-bombs. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) not much of a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, I... You're right. I I see what your question is. Is like, do they think that we're focusing? We've taken two episodes. Well, actually, this one has been probably the most fully centered on, like, I guess some of the racial struggles and things like that. Like, fully almost. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is highly focused on, you know, female. Uh, and black, yeah, and black, and just struggle in in general, and it's once and, again, it's not something easy for us to talk about because we didn't experience it. Don't experience it. Didn't experience Three dudes, it, you know. <laughs> yeah, and we didn't live uh, time. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think I'm just saying. Like, I feel like the show makes does a really good job of showing you, telling you. And giving you both sides of the coin when it comes to things that are 
big deal when it comes to uh, emotional, uh, visual. I mean, like we're talking about racism, feminism, uh, homosexuality, uh, diversity, you know, uh, all the the good and bad that come mm-hmm. with each and everything else. And uh, it, it, it becomes a, it's a hyper point in a lot of the episodes. But this episode felt like not that we focused on one more than another episode, but like it went so far in a unique direction that it was. Not- but that could end up being the key to the rest of the show. I mean, if Hippolyta becomes the most powerful being or understands magic on a level that no one else is able to grasp, and then she starts to take the reins of it over the last three episodes, this is going to come back and be the most important episode. And see, I could believe that if we didn't have the episode we had before. Well, I mean, that's, that's just, just adding my struggle. An, yeah, I mean, that's adding another monster. It's going to be adding another layer. And I mean, that's another powerful female who's going to be leading the charge, potentially, for the rest of this season. I don't know. I, I, so I mean, with like, three episodes left. It's hard to see it's, going yeah, forward. It's hard to vision. Where but I mean, it's there's go. a chance that I'm scared that by the time we get to the last episode, that we're going to see that those these last two episodes really didn't make a hill of beans when it comes to the final outcome. I have what faith I'm, in what Jordan, I'm afraid of. I have faith in Jordan Peele that he's going to make everything count. I would assume, and but my thing is, I don't know if this is a miniseries. Or if this is a multi-season show or not, mm-hmm. but my thing is, is that I I do feel like they're running out of time to delve into all the other things that are involved in the show, the lodges, mm-hmm. these cops. Who's obviously a Frankenstein, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I I don't I don't know. Like they're running low on we got three hours. hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? I mean? To to get three all hours this left. in, and if you think. But I mean, I you think, know, all those, you know, Jihad and uh, Hippolyta's mm. plot and all this stuff is supposed to come all together. Well, I mean, we know the lodges are probably going to be tackled next episode. Like, we've already dabbled in them. And D is going to be in a lot of trouble regardless because the comic was left there with her name in it. Yeah. And so, and we saw a little bit of the previews and we know that they're going to be looking for her. So I'm assuming we're going to get the rest of that. And then that's going to tie Ruby and Christina into it, and ultimately what she wants to get. And so then, yeah, I, I understand. I'm just saying. No, I get you. They got like a lot to make up, or to. They got a lot of bridge to get. Yes. Yeah. You know, and like I said, we watched the previews. Is that next episode looks like we're going to focus on George's daughter, who's a primary focus, and, and you see. It looks like they're going to go the, the, the children horror version is the next genre for the next episode. Uh, you know, it looks like fingers that turn into claws, and you saw two children creepy look like zombies skipping. You know, on the, stepping on the street. Why is it always creepier? Like when a kid is like, Man, uh, you know, what was it? Uh, was it the uh, early two thousands when the, the kid rave came in? They started doing all the movies that had oh the kids. Omen and like all oh, that other stuff. Well, that's oh. even older. Well, but, Omen, well, it was well there was a new one. Yeah. It was a remake. Um, but yeah, there's so many. That I think it started big, with like The Ring. Oh, yeah, it was all man. creepy kids from, legit. For, for days. <laughs> a VHS tape was what started it all. <laughs> yeah. um, That's horrifying enough in this day and age. Oh, God, don't make me watch that. So we're seven, seven episodes in. So, what is the. Who is the main antagonist? And what is the overall goal of the show based on what we got? I mean, it looks like everybody's looking for the book mm-hmm. to be able to get. Or the hidden pages. 
combination, whatever, and to be able to cast certain spells. So that is the goal of all parties involved right now. So is Christina the antagonist or protagonist? Or, you know, I mean, like, I'm trying to imagine where we're going as a culmination of this series. Like, who's the bad guy? Who's the bad guy? Or what is the, what is the, the goal of the outcome by the season to be complete? You know what I mean? Because you just made a good point. Is this a one-time miniseries and it's done? Or is there a potential of a season two? To me, with three hours left and considering it's going to take those three hours to even get to the pages or the book or whatever the revelation is, you could spend a whole other season just on the history well, I know or usage the, or anything. And a lot of the actors are getting snatched up because I know Atticus is going to be in the movie with The Rock. Uh, Letty is assigned onto I think another uh, Netflix series. I I I don't see it being a multi-season show. It doesn't seem like it would be. There's mm-hmm. not like multiple books as far as I know or anything like that. Now, that doesn't mean things can't go multiple seasons. No. I mean, we had the outsider that got picked up for a second season and well, it's getting a second book. But getting whatever. a second book and already having it out. So I mean, like that yeah. I'm just saying there's a chance, but the material's not necessarily there. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure where they're going to end up with this. No. I mean, if they end up making where the main bad guy is this chief of police character. Um, but I don't see how he can be the main bad guy because it's just, he's not powerful. Yeah. But, I mean, he just has the lodges, which I mean, is plenty of well, power in and of itself, but he's Frankenstein. that's yeah. not what Christina, like he, we don't see him having magic. We don't, I don't know. He, he knows magic. Show. Yeah. To me, he hasn't been in the show enough to even constitute as a... The yeah, but it looks like next episode, we're going to get a little more of him. And, 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 if that and there may not the, be an all-encompassing bad guy. Yeah, I, I, that's it what I It might just be like. the world. It might be magic is the bad guy. Right. And everybody who delves into it gets this bad shit happens to him. Which typically magic... Is the bad guy? There's it, always a cost of whatever power, you know, power in a, general. There is a lot that has to be developed in the last three hours. Yeah, we need to find out Mama's history. We need to find out if Montrose's dad. We need to find. I mean, there's just I can go down the line. Just yeah. keep going, boom, 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 boom. You know, where we're we gonna go and you know the, the girl in Korea. Where does her fit into this? Where does Hippolyta's situation now fit into. I mean, there's just so many things that have to fit into place now. Was Lady's baby going to have to do with any of this? Yeah, I mean, so uh, it's going to be very interesting, you know, uh, very very interesting. Um, but like yeah. I said, guys, what do y'all think? Make sure you hit us up on an email, on Twitter, on Facebook. That's Blue TV Podcast. That's at gmail dot com. Um, what would you, I, I'm very curious. I would really like to get some responses on what your initial thoughts and response were to this episode. Uh, it, it was quite a contrast and quite stark in several situations. Um, you know, was it artistic, poetic, weird? Um, was it a downer, an upper, whatever you want to call it. I'd, we'd love to hear from you guys. So let us know. Uh, so once you get done listening to it, hit us on social media, hit us an email, wherever. Uh, I'd love to have some diverging opinions on this one. Um, but y'all got anything else on this one? No, nope. I'm good. Jake? No. Yeah. I'm full. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, again, as always, we appreciate you listening and um, we look forward to next week. So, this is Lovecraft Country Podcast by Lee TV. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. See y'all next week.